Hello everyone, I am Matthew Thomas with the Super Cool Radio, and my guest at this time, he is hailing from the Motor City, the frontman of Letters from Abel, Justin Abel. How are we doing everybody? How's everybody doing? Hope we're all doing good out there. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Of course, it's a pleasure, man. Can't wait to sit down and talk to you. All right, I'm hitting you, I'm putting you on the spot, challenging question. Top three favorite albums of all time. Wow. Wow. I'm coming out of the gate swinging. Hey, you know what? That's a great question, though. Um, I definitely, I think top three, no particular order. Uh, definitely got to be in there. It's got to be uh, the Kiss self-titled record. Um, I don't think without that record, I don't think I would probably be a musician. Definitely one of my main influences. Um, another self-titled record, uh, another band that I don't think I'd be here without is uh, Slipknot. The Slipknot self-titled record is probably going to be up there as well. And um, say uh, the very first Cream record, Fresh Cream. Great record. Dude, you named some absolutely killer albums. Thank you very much. All right. My top three, I'm, I'm going, no, no particular order as well, but I'm going 16 Stone by Bush. Great. I'm going to go Billion Dollar Babies by Alice Cooper. It's another good one, another good one. <laughs> and then coming to number three, I am going to go with – see, I like a toss-up between the two, but I, I'm going to go Super Unknown by Soundgarden. Oh, that's – oh, man, you know, that's, that's one I didn't even think about. That's another, another one that, I mean, I actually, you know, uh, not on this upcoming record in your house, but uh, for our next one that we're going to start probably recording at the end of this year, uh, I actually wrote a Chris Cornell tribute shortly after he passed away, and he was like, I mean, one of my main vocal influences, just a huge influence on my life. I love Chris Cornell. I love Soundgarden. He's super like, – I mean, he gets a lot of respect, but I think he's still underrated as a performer and musician. <laughs> Absolutely. I think especially, you know, the 90s was so populated with great talent, great rock music, great alternative music altogether that it's like there's so many great names that, you know, just like I did. I mean, you can just forget about him, slip right through the cracks. But I think, I mean, he, he was just one of a kind. You really can't have anybody else like Chris Cornell. Yes, one of a kind. Perfect way to describe Chris Cornell. Just the way just the way he did everything, the way he was able to kind of mesh and join genres. Very impressive. Absolutely. All right, so now focusing on you now, since this is your interview, when did you know you wanted to become a musician? Um, it, you know, it's really funny to me. Um, another great question, but, uh, you know, it's, it's something that I have always really, like, some of my very first memories are wearing my dad's Kiss concert t-shirts that were down to my ankles when I was three and, you know, putting pillows up around my bed and wanting to be Peter Chris and drumming on, you know, pillows with pencils and stuff. I mean, it's been something that ever since I was, you know, the littlest of little kid, it was just something I always wanted to do. And once I really became like, you know, 10, 11, 12, when you really start to realize like what you can do with your life, I, that was when I really realized there wasn't really anything else I wanted to do but try to be a musician, try to be a full-time, you know, rock star or whatever you want to may call it. Yeah, no, I, I got you, man. I mean, it's just so cool how music can inspire people and bring people together. It's a very powerful tool. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's 
I was actually talking to my mom about this uh, earlier. You know, it's it's something that you really can't hold prejudice with. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many there's so many great people with within all genres, color, creed, whatever it may be. You know, it's it's just something that an art form that will always bring people together. An art form that will always make people. You know, no matter what you're going through, no matter who you are, what social status you are, you know, you can always get up and dance. Yeah, dude, I love how you put that, man. Like that, that's the truth. <laughs> So, and now you are part of the band Letters from Abel as I introduce you as you were the frontman and guitarist. Mm-hmm. How did that band come together and how did you choose the name? So we all met, um, we all actually went to the same music college uh, in Detroit uh, called the Detroit Institute of Music Education. Uh, and that was where we all kind of gelled together and um, really decided that we all wanted to make a band. You know, we were all friends at first and, you know, just kind of talking and getting to know each other and our kind of musical influences and stuff like that. But once it came down to it, we all knew that we were there to try to make a musical group and make it go as far as we could. And we all kind of looked around and saw that, you know, not only were we the best friends in our, you know, kind of class and in our age group, but we also felt that we were the best musicians out of our class and our age group. And so we wanted to capitalize on that and make a group with it. And the name actually, the name is kind of funny because, you know, we were sitting there, it was me, it was my drummer Cade and it was our original guitarist. uh, And we were all sitting up in our drummer's room at the time. And, um, we were just kind of like spitballing stuff. We had a couple different names. And uh, then we had Letters from Anarchy. And we were all kind of like really hyped up on that. And I was like, you know, like we really felt good about that. And then I was, we were all, we were, we kind of kept saying it more and we were looking at it kind of more from like a production and like a, a business kind of standpoint of like, you know, can we market that? And, um, you know, we were kind of saying, ah, you know, there's a lot of bands with Anarchy in it. Should we throw that in there? And then I jokingly said, we could Van Halen it and use one of our last names. At the time, I was sitting with two people, my drummer and my guitarist. My drummer's last name was Disarmo, and our original guitarist's last name was Greening. And so that left my last name, which was the only one that would really stick, which was Abel. We sat there and said letters from Abel, and that was kind of that was kind of the moment. That was where history kind of just laid itself down. I, I like how you describe that as Van Halen it. I first time I've heard it, and I like it. <laughs> I appreciate it. So your your name was the only like marketable one to actually go forward with the band. I mean, so it wasn't you just being cocky. It's just like this is kind of what we're working with. Completely and utterly, like I am uh, the number one thing that I'm huge on is never have a big head on your shoulders. You know, you always want to know what you can do, and you want to be confident but never cocky. You know, you never want to rock around with a huge ego. And I'm never the kind of person to toot my own horn. So I was never ever going to seriously throw out putting my last name in the band. But everybody liked it, and everybody we've talked to likes it, and so we we decided to keep it. You just got to roll with what you got. Exactly. All right, now, the big reason I am chatting with Justin Abel right now is because they will be releasing a new EP in your house coming out on January 30th. Mm-hmm. What can we expect from the EP? You can expect the rock and roll that everybody's been waiting to hear for the past 15 years. The whole uh, You can expect the best four-piece rock album to come out in the past 35 years. I mean, you can expect nothing but pure raw anger and talent and color and beauty and just about everything that you can expect from a great music record. I mean, this is something that 
you know, we really put time and hard effort and work into this and, you know, making sure that we felt comfortable that all of our songs were perfect and that moving forward the way that we wanted to sound and, you know, really making sure that we were in our own, you know, we weren't trying to go out there saying, you know, oh, let's capitalize off Greta Van Fleet sounding, you know, a little bit Zeppelinish and kind of go for there and sound more classic rockish or whatever it may be. You know, we were dead set focused on, you know, we want to be us. We, at the end of the day, we don't want anybody to be able to point a finger and go, oh yeah, they sound like this band or they sound like this band. Sure. You may be able to draw comparisons, but at the end of the day, I don't think anybody's going to be able to point a finger at us and say, oh, they sound like them. Those are some some high statements about you know the best rock and roll you know album or EP since in 35 years. That's that's big. I'm really looking forward to it, and it sounds like you got a, a unique and original sound for this EP. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, there the one thing that I love about it, you know, because I've obviously had the opportunity to listen to this for the past you know eight months as we've been working on it and you know there the one thing you can't really get comfortable in your seat listening to it you know what i mean it's like starts off really high and we kind of bring you back down a little bit and then we just again we just kick you right in the teeth and tell you exactly where you stand you know it's one thing that we don't want you to be comfortable we want you to expect the unexpected you know what i mean you don't know what you're going to go into and when you when you when you press play on in your house let me just say it's going to be a ride that I don't think most people are going to be ready for. Well, I'm really looking forward to it. I don't physically like getting kicked in the teeth, but musically, <laughs> I am all for it. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very glad that you are, man. I hope everybody enjoys it. We really worked hard on this, and this is something that we're very, very proud of. Look, make sure to check it out. It will be released on January 30th. Make sure to give it a listen. But now, kind of diving a little bit behind the music, how was it writing and recording? in your house so it was for me so far in my little you know journey as a musician you know i've been playing for five and a half years been a recorded artist for about you know three and a half years and so in my experience of recording and making music it's been probably the most gratifying process in my career thus far um i mean just a huge you know it was always we never went out to try to go and make some blockbuster record. You know, this it's, it's not like we were sitting there going, you know, this is going to be the best record of all time, or this is going to be a platinum selling record within six months, you know, but we sat there and said, you know, we want to do what we can do and we want to make this us and we want to be able to have something that's different. And so we went and no matter what the riff style was, no matter what the lyrics were sounding like, if it was happy, sad, we wanted to put it on there and make people know the emotion that we put into this, you know, we put deep personal experiences into some of these songs and, you know, into some of these writing processes and getting to record in the way that we've always wanted to record it, you know, because the one thing that is huge about uh, records in this day and age is that, you know, everybody, you know, maybe the record sounds good and whatnot, but everybody's in four separate rooms. You know, you got your drummer in one room, your guitarist in the other, your vocalist in the other, and you're all just kind of listening to each other. It's not how we did it. We did it the old fashioned way, the way that we wanted to do it. We all went up onto a stage and we played our music and we recorded it live and we did it the way that a band should do it. So when you hear this record, you are hearing us. You are hearing purely us. We have no auto tune. We have no vocal editing. We have no music editing. You are hearing purely letters from Abel. And that is one thing that I think people are going to notice instantly right off the bat. That is very cool how you recorded it, that it wasn't just edited and put together in a studio you guys actually played live mm -hmm. while recording this that 
to me is really cool. It's not something you hear from a band every day. No, it's definitely not. And that's, that was a huge reason on why we wanted to do it. You know, I mean, I go back and I look at some of my favorite records of, you know, the past 40 years and all those guys, you know, were sitting together, playing together. You know, you listen to some of the old Beatles records. You want to talk about tightness in musicians, man, sitting in the same room, looking at each other. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's just what it takes. Yeah, for sure. I, I almost said Kiss Alive for like the best, you know, one of my favorite albums. Yeah. I went with uh, Super Unknown, but like that album, just like, that's Kiss. <laughs> it's Kiss. I, and that's the thing, you know, is that I, I was actually talking to the guys about that the other day, you know, when we were talking about the record, you know, I was talking about how, you know, nobody, you know, the first three or four Kiss records didn't really sell that well until they put a live out and then people realized what they sounded like live and they were like, holy shit, like, what are we missing out on? And so it's like, you know, I, I, that's one thing that I, I'm super excited about why we or how we got to do this, you know, because it's going to it has such a raw sound that you really can't get any other way. Exactly. And as you said, I mean, you can't have that raw sound in a studio just putting music together. You guys have to be a part of the music. Exactly. So I'm really looking forward to it, especially the way you just described, like how you guys recorded it. I am super intrigued about the sound because like. I really like like Raw Power, one of my favorite albums because it has that rawness to it, and it's hard. You can't duplicate it. You just have to play it. Absolutely, absolutely. So, and what what's kind of like the um, the lyrics on like lyrical structure, lyrical content on in your house? What's like some some standing out um, topics and emotions in in your house? So some standout emotions and stuff, you know, and uh, stuff that went into the writing process, you know, I drew back into my past and some of my prior relationship experiences, not only between me and significant others, like my, you know, prior ex-girlfriends or whatever it may be, but to a certain extent with our one song, Oasis, uh, I actually took the time, wrote that song all about my dad which is a whole personal experience for me. And obviously my whole, a lot of my life revolves around that. And so, you know, this record is, it, it's a piece of us. You know what I mean? We all wrote these songs at times in our lives when something was going on to where that song was our release for, you know, that couple weeks of shit that we were taking or those couple months or those couple years, whatever it may be, you know? So it's, it's, you know, sometimes it's not so heavy. Sometimes it's just kind of, you know, classic rock, just kind of, you know, really, punch in the face kind of thing which is more of what afterborn is you know afterborn is uh our second song on the record and um you know i i wrote that when i was 14 years old and just wanted to write a cool fast hard-hitting punk song and so you know that's what i went out and wrote and so you know it differs from stuff like that to really quick hard punk rock to slow down kind of you know mellow rock or whatever you know kind of bluesy influenced rock you know it's it, it goes all over the place man and lyrics the same exact way, you know, we can bring you really high up and especially, you know, I tried to put on a vocal performance that would match the words that I was saying, you know, and really put emotion into it. And so, you know, I really tried to push myself and make myself kind of stand out in the way of, you know, I want people to be able to remember my vocal performances and the lyrics and, you know, these songs all do have meanings to them. So I'm really looking forward to hearing it. And someone described it like a song is like a snapshot of your life. And I think that's like a perfect explanation for like, you know, for what you know, the songwriting, why people write songs. Yeah, I completely agree with that. You know, I mean, the, the one thing that I can really draw that back to of uh, a pure snapshot is um, 
one of our another another song off the EP uh, called Hollow. Uh, one of our personal favorites. Uh, we wrote in the past summer of 2020 while we were standing out in the driveway of my drummer's house up in Sault Ste. Marie. You know, I had the main riff and we were all just kind of sitting there, me, Ben and Drake, and we were all just kind of jamming on it. And uh, I started playing the main riff. Drake found out his part, wrote the verse riff. Ben wrote the chorus riff. You know, we all just started putting stuff into it and it compiled into it. And by the time that we got back two days later and practiced it, the song was done. That's really cool. Like that, that That's very impressive. Like, you guys just, like, added and built the song. And, like, by the time we got back, like, hey, we got another song. Yep, exactly. It was, it was something that we were, you know, I, I – the one thing that I will give to these guys every single day, you know, is – I was a majority songwriter on the EP. So, you know, I would kind of come to them with a lot of my ideas and stuff. And God bless, you know, my my rhythm section, Kay Desarmo, Drake Ely, Ben Linares, you know, they are I, I couldn't be luckier to be sitting with those three guys. You know what I mean? I mean, they I, I bring them songs that are all over the place and they make them into letters from Abel songs. And that's the God's honest truth. I mean, without those three, this record wouldn't be done. You know, like they they are a huge, huge part of my songwriting process. And I mean, any any musician that you can bring them a piece of music and they can write their own part to it like that. They just got to listen to it and play it. I mean, I, I consider myself to be amongst three of the most talented musicians in Detroit, if not in Michigan. You have Lewis Mabel, a very talented and tight group of musicians, as you said. And that's why I, I'm really looking forward to hearing in your house just to hear, you know, not only like the lyrics, but also just the music structure and the sounds. It's, as I said before, it's going to be a very unique experience. Yeah, absolutely. I can't really compare it to much else. And, and now you talked about, you know, Detroit and Michigan. So I know I got some friends in the Detroit area, but. Mm -hmm. How is the music scene in Detroit? Can you describe it? I mean, the, the way that I can describe it right now is, um, is a firework that hasn't been lit yet. Let me just, I, I think that there's a lot of great, great rock bands and great bands in general that are coming out of Michigan, that are coming out of Detroit. You know, I mean, Cyadine, 30-06, you know, Fatal Conceit, Wisher, all these people that we've gotten really, really close with, you know, that are, I mean, just super, super, super talented. I mean, you know, just I don't think people realize the amount of talent that this city is sitting on until we all release shit and then it all floods out there and they realize like, oh, shit, like Detroit's still here. Like Detroit is still Detroit Rock City. You know what I mean? And I think that once Letters from Abel drops in your house, once Wisher drops their forthcoming EP and once Fatal Conceit finishes up all their stuff that they're working on, I really think that people are going to turn their head and be like, Oh my God, what have we been missing? How did we, how did we just not know about all this? And I think that people are really going to be surprised on to quit, to learn how quick they will realize that rock is not dead, but they were just waiting for it to be reborn. I like how you mentioned, you know, Fatal Conceit and Wisher. Like those are two people I actually got to interview last mm -hmm. season. And dude, I, I agree with you completely. Like I'm really looking forward to both of them dropping some music because I've heard their like their upcoming singles and stuff, and they are really good. Yeah, I mean, I, I really cannot stress to people enough. You know, not, I always say support local music, and you know, I'm gonna say that I'm a local musician. You know, so obviously I'm gonna tell people to support local music, but I don't just say that 
just so you can support my friends and the people that I know. I say that because if you don't listen to some of this stuff, you are legitimately missing out on fantastic music that needs to be heard. And you're going to hear it whether you want to or not, because one day these songs are going to be undeniable. I mean, that's just a fact, you know, like these songs are the things that we've wrote and, you know, and the, the things that we've been a part of, we're all a part of something that's 10 times bigger than we'll ever be, you know? Yeah, I, I agree, especially you can't, you know, the de deny the music you guys got going on in Detroit and in Michigan. Because I've interviewed a lot of bands out of Detroit and Michigan, and they're all just quality. Like, you have a lot of quality musicians up there, and I'm really looking forward to, as I said, whenever everyone releases music, you will hear it one way yeah. or another. Exactly. So it's going to be good. I can't wait, man. And uh, do you have any advice for like up-and-coming bands or people thinking about starting bands? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, don't give up. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, there, if there's one thing that I learned in music, it's just when you think, just when you think you're done, just when you think, oh, I've learned everything that I can learn or, oh, you know, I've done everything that I can do. It'll slap you in the face and tell you, no, you haven't. Sit right back down and you go ahead and learn what I'm going to tell you to learn. There's always, always, always a learning experience. Not only that, but on top of that, you know, I always like to tell any young musician that I can, young, old, any musician that I can, never compare yourself to somebody in the sense of, you know, you don't want to look at, Dave Grohl put this actually in a perfect way, and I'm going to steal the words directly from his mouth. You don't want to look at your, the poster on your wall and go, fuck, I'm never going to do that. You're, you know, you want to look at the poster on your wall and go, fuck, I'm going to do that. That's what you want to do. You know, you don't want to look at, you know, guys like, you know, or bands like Nirvana and, you know, Kiss and Slipknot and these huge, huge bands that go, oh, man, you know, I'll never be as good because they're around. No, you got to go, I'm going to be just as good as them because they're around, because they did it. That's how I know I can do it. You know, you always, music is one thing that no matter how much it picks you up, it's going to throw you right back down. It's going to beat you up and it's going to make you look pretty all at the same time. You know, it's one thing that, no matter how long you go, no matter how far you go, how many bands you've played with, how many songs you write, there's always going to be new music. There's always going to be something new to create. So just never give up. You know, always, if, it, if the passion is there, that's all that matters. Drive that passion and let that passion take you to greater, greater beyonds, greater pastures. You know, the things that you want are available, but you have to work for them. I really like how you put it, like, not comparing yourself as, like, oh, I'm not as good as them to, like, I will be good as them. You got you to have that positive spin on because, as you said, the music industry, it will beat you up. Like, that is without a doubt. I mean, it's going to happen. It's not like, oh, if it's going to happen, it's when it's going to happen. But you will be a better musician when, when everything's said and done. You will be better. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's one thing to where, you know, in a lot of things in life, you can't really see yourself, you know, people always say, oh, you know, time heals all wounds and, you know, you'll be better person, you'll be a better person because of it in, in due time. You know, you may, you may not be able to pull that off your real life scenarios, but in music, you will be able to say, oh, you know, this guy fucked me over, won't work with him next time. And then, you know, next time comes around and you're the better person because of it, because you didn't get fucked over. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's always a learning experience. That's mainly what I want to tell everybody is always learn, be willing to learn. You know, it, learning is never going to be bad. Yes. And Kind of, kind of going with the, you know the situation you said like you can learn who not to work with, who to work with, and you can also learn. I don't want to do it like that because that's where they mess it up. But I will do it. You know, I'll do something else different to have a better result. Exactly, exactly. And I got some very 
cool question for you. I do see like some misfits, uh, and I'm gonna tie this in pretty quickly. Uh, what music have you been listening to this week, Justin? Ah, oh, man. Um, you know, I always do have my normal playlist of just kind of rock that keeps that's always kind of rotating. You know, most of my influences, you know. Kiss, Misfits, Slipknot, all that stuff, you know, that's always on my rotation. The stuff I've been listening to since I was a kid, but things that I've really been listening to recently, uh, Lady Jane by Wisher. Um, I've also been listening to a shitload of John Mayer recently, and I can't explain it, but I'm on a John Mayer kick. Um, and also, I have been, uh, I've been dipping, I kind of go into phases with my punk rock. Uh, it's on my skin, so I literally can't get away from it. But I always go into phases with it, and recently I've been listening to a lot of Gorilla Biscuits and a lot of Black Flag. Dude, you just named a bunch of killer music, a lot of the same music I listen to. I got to say, before I start with what I listen to, Lady Jane by Wisher is phenomenal. That's like a, that's like a hard rocking song. Absolutely. I mean, it, you want to – like, they're just – the, the fusion of, like, blues rock, hard rock that they just throw together, I mean, it, it just sounds great. I mean, it's so it's so amazing. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm really looking forward to their EP as well because I want to hear what kind of, like, as you said, a fusion of what kind of music we're going to expect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, I've heard most of the stuff that they are going to be releasing because I've had a chance to play with them live. And, I mean, that, that whole group, I mean, I can't speak highly enough about Kaylee, Jake, Mole, and Noah. I mean, they are all just the, mo the nicest, most talented motherfuckers that you could ever meet. Yes, I had opportunity to work with them, and I guess they're the nicest people that I've had a chance to work with, and the most hardworking as well. Yeah, uh, fuck yeah! You want to <laughs> talk about somebody that's hardworking, and if that when she gets the fame that she deserves, she just that she deserves it is Kaylee Damon. That that woman is incredible. I mean, she is she is truly one of the most the brightest soul I think I've probably met in my time on this earth. She's a fantastic person. I'm very, very lucky to call myself a friend of hers. Yes. Yeah. And, and same for me too. Just the, the effort she puts into everything she does, you know, you can, you can tell it reflects in the work she does. Absolutely. But also again, getting back to where I was going, uh, I've been listening to black fly this week. A lot of Henry Rollins. Beautiful. I uh, mean, Probably my favorite is Slip It In, that album. Oh, that so good. Absolute fucking classic. I mean, if you want to, not only on top of that, you know, the one thing I love about Black Flag is that not only do they have the coolest fucking album covers, but then you listen to the album and they're the coolest fucking thing on top of that, so it's even better. Yes, like, I got I got the physical copy of uh, their, I'm trying to think which one, oh, um, one of their live albums, I can't remember which it is. Oh, who's got the ten and a half? Oh, I mean, okay. Yeah. I, I found I found a physical copy. I don't know how I did it, but I got it. <laughs> Thanks, awesome. eBay. It was like ten bucks too. I was like, I'm not passing this up. Take that, pick it up. There you go. That's right. So yeah, I've been listening to Black Flag. I've listened, I haven't listened to the Misfits in like a long time, probably like a couple months. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna listen to Static Age. That's my favorite album. Love that record. So 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 fucking good. I mean, you want to talk about. The Misfits record, if you want to show somebody the Misfits, Static Age, so fucking good. Yeah, and, like, that was supposed to be their second album. I don't know why it took, like, I forgot how long to release it. I mean, I don't know why they're holding on to that for so long. Hey, because, you know what, good things come with time, that's why. You can't rush perfection. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, especially with that album. Just oh, the yeah. whole thing. Oh. Just fucking front to back a classic. 
Yes. So yeah, I've been listening to that, and then uh, today I just thought, I'm going to listen to some Linkin Park, because again, another band I haven't listened to in so long, so I listened to Hybrid Theory. I forgot how good that is. Man, I mean, just a just a classic record. Another another instance of probably another band that I wouldn't really be a musician if it wasn't for Linkin Park, you know? I mean, and especially Chester Bennington was one of the guys that really made me kind of stand back and go, man, maybe I do want to be a singer. Like, he was just... Just such a captivating soul, such a such a firework in a human being. Yeah, he had that charisma that like not everyone has, or very few people actually you know actually have, and it's just something you can't teach. Absolutely, I mean he he was truly truly one of a kind. Yeah, for sure. So, so that's what I've been listening to this week. A lot of like, just stuff I haven't listened to in such a long time that I forgot. Like this is good music. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> so. Justin, thank you so much for hanging out with me, my man. Make sure to check out In Your House, the new EP coming out on January 30th. Make sure to listen to it. I am really looking forward to it. You, so you should be as well. All right, well, thank you very much, man. It was very, very nice sitting down with you. I very, very much appreciate the opportunity, and uh, it was awesome. Well, I got one more thing before I let you go. All right. What can we expect from Letters from Abel for 2021, January, New Year? What you can expect from Letters from Abel in 2021 and for the next 10, 15, 25, 35, 40 years, however long we're going to allow it, however long the world's going to allow it is, we're going to be putting out the best rock and roll. We're going to be giving you the best live show. We're going to be taking over the world. We're not going to stop until we are satisfied, and we're not going to be satisfied until we've touched all seven continents. So pretty much we're never going to be satisfied. So we are, I mean, you can pretty much just expect us to kick ass for the next however long. You want to talk about a year goal? We're going to kick ass. Dude, I like that. Also, if you can set up a rock show in Antarctica, I will be there. Hey, I'll, I'm going to try my fucking best. <laughs> That's right. So make sure to check out Letters from Abel in Antarctica when they get there. But first, <laughs> check out In Your House. Drop it on January 30th. For Justin Abel of Letters from Abel, I am Matthew Thomas with Super Cool Radio. Thank you for watching.